Hi, welcome to another episode of the Autism Everyday Podcast. We are your hosts, Swati and Geeta. Welcome back. So before we go any further, we'd like you to give us a thumbs up or a star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whichever you're using. The more ratings the podcast gets, the more it will appear for parents who are using keywords such as autism or parenting and that way we can help more families gain access to evidence-based podcasts regardless of where they are in the world. So hit pause and stop by the rating button and give us a thumbs up. All right, so now that's kind of out of the way. Let's talk about the one thing that's on everyone's mind. You guessed it, COVID-19. And the dreadful second wave i think i don't know <laughs> oh yeah it is the second wave it's a tsunami as someone said yeah <laughs> yeah it's a pandemic that's gotten us thinking and at least a lot of us in india right now are practically isolated it should be isolated we have to be isolated yeah. our dog agrees yeah <laughs> and locked up at home uh, and will continue to be in this state for the foreseeable future whether or not the government insists on it and they haven't insisted on it at this point of time which if i can make a personal comment is yeah. surprising but um yeah. you know let's insist on it for ourselves for ourselves right the virus seems to be all around us and the fear of falling sick and worse the fear of death is hanging in the air that might sound dramatic but if you open the newspapers that's all you read about uh, you, you know even for those of us who aren't like glued onto the newspaper and you have friends who are in the medical field or you happen to be on one of the social media handles there are a lot of posts and a lot of very stressful um, grim realities that are out there yeah yeah i i guess it's also it also makes sense to isolate ourselves from the news absolutely just just detox <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So this this game making so, uh, you know all of us so anxious and getting us thinking about doing things that were never priorities earlier things that we never thought about mm-hmm. for one financial planning writing a will decluttering our lives it can be something as simplistic as, as opening the cupboards and looking at the kind of junk we've accumulated and you know throwing away some clothes which we've not used for the longest time yeah and there are these clothes which we keep you know i used to wear this 10 years back when i was a size 24 <laughs> and mark my words i'm going to get there and wear those clothes again maybe but you know that never seems to happen personally at least <laughs> <laughs> so it's a time where we beginning to think about what is important to us and what really doesn't matter have you paused for a moment and looked around you at the heaps of things we've managed to accumulate over the past few months and years what do we do with it all and then like we spoke about you open the newspaper you look at uh, social media you look at news feeds there are heartbreaking stories of both parents being ill with covid little children and sometimes dogs that have no one to take care of them and that is reality that is chilling but it is still very real agreed um Now if you happen to have a child with autism things can be a little more tricky and the pandemic the second wave this moment right here on May 3rd is a great time to think about the future yeah to, to think about the many things that you can do or that you need to do 
because your child is growing up right in front of you and the pandemic seems indefinite at this point one year gone and it's rumored that 2021 is also being cancelled gosh can't handle that <laughs> another year in lockdown another year trying to stay safe but also a great opportunity to think about all that you can do as a parent for your child so we all talk about independence right the long term stated goal for every child but what does independence imply and what behaviors or skills are necessary to make a child independent these are some things we are going to reflect on so on that note we're going to hypothesize that the pandemic is the universe's way of getting us to pause <laughs> and work on getting our act together so let's talk about the top 3 things that you as a parent of a child with autism or you as a parent of a child or you as a person need to prioritize in the coming year. Yep, everyone really. All of us included. Yeah. So number 1 is financial planning. We cannot stress on this enough. Every parent that comes to us recognizes and talks about the need to save x amount of money, right? To set it aside for their child in the future. Mhm. and this comes from possibly knowing that the child may or may not earn enough to sustain themselves in a sheltered employment option and for some others who may not go down the sheltered employment route they might require full time caregiving financial security becomes top priority yeah that being said the various interventions that the child requires growing up can burn a hole in your pocket making saving seem like a distant dream. Yeah. So when the child is young, you know, you want to ensure that they receive the best of everything and a variety of interventions because autism being what it is, there is always the factor of the unknown, you know, the the one thing that might set things right for your child. Yeah, yeah. and then you don't want to um regret it later maybe right and say oh i wish i had tried that thing absolutely and yeah. then there's the parent of the telegram group that claims that xyz therapy is the one stop cure and mm. hey you know what it you want to try child, that so you don't know how and yeah you know fair enough as a parent we all want the best for our kids and we want to ensure they get the best of everything so yep Now that might be something you're signing up for. So um, the promised cures, the complementary and alternate medications, and then all the skills, from skating to horse riding to drawing to football to music therapy and cycling. I mean, you name it, and there is a class for it. Coding now. Coding, yeah. Okay. Um, there is a class for everything, and when your child is five or six, you know the future seems really distant and far away. and your child still feels like this little one whose future is you know eons away yeah absolutely right reminds me of this conversation we had the other day with the with the mom of a young child uh huh um he's turning going to be 3 and i remember uh, we were telling her that he needs to be putting his used bowl and spoon and all of that in the sink and she said you know to us um he's still a baby and yeah. uh, we don't have the heart to make him do certain things yeah oh boy oh boy well listen up okay <laughs> your baby is going to be 5 or 6 before you know it at this rate before we come out of lockdown i know right <laughs> and then he's going to be 8 and then 11 and time is just flying away right so it's time for you as a parent on that note to take stock of interventions right because when your child is like 3 4 5 absolutely 
you know, you put put them in for all the interventions possible, give them the best of everything. Now your child is eight and above. Now is when you need to pause and take stock of interventions because suddenly your child looks grown up, he behaves differently and his needs have changed. Yeah. His needs are not in early intervention in all probability, right? Yeah, yeah. So you as a parent need to stop and think, what helps your child? What does he need? What can he do without? Because the resources are limited. Time is limited. So how do we best allocate this, right? These are questions you need to ask yourself. Because also, the truth is that you need to set aside money for yourself and your partner, if you have one, to retire and for your child to live his full life. Yes, yes. So next comes the nitty-gritty of what after you? So when you ask a parent, and we've done this before, where do you see your child or what do you see your child doing once he's 18 or older? The response is usually, "Mm, I don't know, we will see. Something will come up, Uh God willing. God willing is something we've heard a lot. Something will evolve and who knows how the child is going to change um, in, uh, in a few years. So there are variations of this theme is usually the response that we get. True. So when you ask the parent of a three-year-old with autism this question, the parents certainly sound more confident because there is a lot more expectation that the child will go on to school, maybe even college and beyond, right? Education seems possible. Now, when you ask this of a parent of an eight-year-old with ASD, there's still that talk of literacy, numeracy, independence, career options, maybe some business that the parent will set up and so on. But when you ask this of a parent of a 13-year-old or a 15-year-old with autism, the answer then changes to the theme of, I don't know, we will see. Mm -hmm. And that is the truth. Once a child is eight or older, that is when it strikes the family that he or she is growing up and that is a reality check. While financial security is one thing, there is also the need to find that responsible person who can function as a legal guardian for the child. And this obviously has to be someone you can trust, trust with the money, um, trust to be a good caregiver, trust with decision making and trust that person to be compassionate to your child. Yeah. And very often the sibling is always seen naturally as that person who will be there for the child. While that may be true in many families, in some others, life may have different rules for the siblings. They could be living in another country or there may be circumstances and constraints that prevent that sibling from taking on this role actively. So keeping this in mind, it's necessary to set up a system where your child's interests are cared for and protected to the extent that is necessary given, of course, his abilities and capacities. And that brings us to this concept of independence. You want to ensure that your child is as independent as possible and you don't want someone to be assisting him to have a shower or change his clothes. Right? True. Very true. Yeah. And, and I think personal safety is the most important thing. Very, very important. Yeah. And the one thing that we must teach our kids to be is to be safe. Yeah. And we achieve that in making them do most things for themselves and to rely on adult help very minimally. And I know that, you know, in, in, in a light, in lighter way, in a lot of parents who come to us um, are quite taken aback by the fact that 
we do not let them help their kids with a lot of things because we want the kids to do those things for themselves yeah. you know be it bathing or eating or anything yeah. right because yeah. you know at first it might seem really far fetched but the reality almost cruel sometimes. almost cruel almost yeah. cruel yes but the reality is that if we work hard and we work consistently at it your kids are going to enjoy the independence yeah you know you know it brings me to this you, you you mentioned having a shower yeah yeah um that's one area where i don't know many many children many um even young kids and adult young adults seem mm-hmm. to have trouble um because while the individual may be actually able to go through the steps on his own sometimes a parent is standing outside yeah and giving instructions turn off the shower make sure you put the soap on your face don't forget your legs now pour water pour water here wash your face make sure your uh, you know hands are cleaned so it's a running commentary from outside the door and that certainly is not independence mm-hmm. it's not whether the child can do it or not but whether he can do it completely on his own without somebody having to watch over him and like you mean like to the point the mom or the dad or whoever can just say go take a shower yeah and then you know trust that the child will actually complete the process yeah. come and report to yeah. them yeah yeah while you're probably you know reading the newspaper or Perfect. watering the plants Perfect. or yeah. cooking or whatever whatever you do at that point of time absolutely yeah. yeah um so on that note uh flip open your notepad and jot down eating skills sleeping skills toileting bathing household chores i mean laundry these are things that your child can do must do can do as young as 3 4 5 he can begin helping with anyway at 8 he needs to do it completely independently so these are things that you as mom or dad can work on in the coming year so your child is completely independent and if the need arises can be cared for by someone other than you temporarily yeah yeah all right so with that we wrap up the three things that we wanted to talk about today I know this might seem a bit grim and a bit too much of a reality check but if you just taken the essence of what we're trying to say and implemented that would be a great first step towards a safer and a more secure future and on that note mask up double mask up if you're going out or you live in certain parts of the country and stay indoors don't visit your friends or family I'm sure your friends and family will understand and will still be your friends and family at the end of the pandemic or whenever you can actually go out safely. Try not to go out to buy groceries, make use of all the delivery services that we have and we have a beautiful number of them running. Oh yeah. And stay safe. This too shall pass. Until next time, be well.